Our Bible reading this morning is uh, Luke chapter 14, verses 25 to 35. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he's not able, he will send a delegation while the others are still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Uh, Well, good morning. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm a ministry trainee here. It's great to be with you this morning. This is a tricky passage, isn't it? Jesus says some things that are hard to understand, some things that are hard to accept. You need to hate your father and mother, wife and children. Maybe as you read that, you thought, oh, really, Jesus? But, you know, regardless of my gut reaction, we want to listen carefully to everything Jesus says, don't we? So uh, let's pray and let's ask God to help us. Lord God, sometimes Jesus has glorious, encouraging, gracious words for us. And sometimes he's very blunt and challenging. And so as we consider together these blunt and challenging words of Jesus, please be at work by your Holy Spirit to bring those truths deep into our hearts. I pray that the cost of being a disciple of Jesus will not make us shrink away, but that we will resolve to follow Jesus and give everything over to him. And I pray this in his great name. Amen. Uh, Have you ever heard of the website borrowmydoggy.com? It's a a clever idea. So uh, if you want to hang out with a dog, then this website, you can sign up and it will connect you with a dog owner. And you can choose the dog you fancy, chat to the owner. uh, And then on Saturday morning, you can go borrow their dog and take it out to the park and, you know, throw a ball around, have some fun with it. uh, And then a few hours later, give the dog back to the owner. Um, It sounds like quite a clever win-win, doesn't it? Because, you know, the owner, they get some free dog sitting. uh, And you, you get the fun of hanging out with a dog, but without any of the cost of actually owning one, right? So you can kind of just keep the dog at arm's length a little bit. You know, no vet bills, no house training. I don't know, sounds like quite a good idea to me. I think a few of my friends have used it. Borrowmydoggy.com. Can you be a follower of Jesus in that way? Like, is there a way to follow Jesus that uses the borrowmydoggy.com model where you get the benefits of following Jesus but without any of the cost? You know, call yourself a follower of Jesus, but just, just keep him at arm's length a little bit. You know, no thank you, Jesus. I don't want to tell you, I don't want you to tell me about how to relate to my family or what I do with my money. Uh, is that possible? Can you do that? A passage today, Jesus says, no. He says the cost of following him is high and it's non-negotiable. 
There's no way to follow Jesus while ignoring the cost. So we need to decide what we're going to do. So that's where we're heading today. Uh, Our passage divides in two fairly nicely. I've put some headings on your notice sheet. Uh, Consider the high cost, verse 25 to 33, and then don't be worse than dung, 34 and 35. So first, consider the high cost. We'll spend nearly all of our time here. Uh, So Jesus, he's teaching a large crowd. uh, And did you spot, as we read that passage, Jesus says three very similar phrases. Um, Jesus gives us three things that disqualify you from being his disciple, from being his follower. Uh, Let me read those out. Uh, So verse 26, Jesus says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And verse 27, And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. And jump ahead to verse 33. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. You see? So he gives us these three disqualifiers, three things that mean someone can't be his disciple. Uh, Let's just try and get our heads around those. So firstly, verse 26, Jesus says, to be my disciple, you have to hate your family. Uh, So look, I've got a picture here of my family. Here they are. There's my family. Uh, There's me, my wife, my kids, my mum and dad over there. And Jesus says, I need to hate all of these people. Okay, Uh, let's keep going. Uh, Then verse 27, Jesus says, to be my disciple, you have to carry your cross and follow Jesus. Um, The image being of carrying your cross, you're going to get crucified on it and you're going to die. Okay, so I need to hate my family. I need to die with Jesus. Uh, And then verse 33, Jesus says, to be my disciple, you have to give up everything you have. Literally in the Greek, renounce your possessions. So here we go, verse 33, renounce your possessions. Um, So look, uh, here we go. I've got some of my favorite possessions here in this bag, and I've got a bin. So I I guess if I'm going to obey Jesus, I just throw them in, right? So I've got got my PlayStation, that goes in the bin. Got my my teddy from when I was little. I'm really sorry, but in you go. Uh, My Apple Watch, that probably should go in, right? In that goes. What else have I got? My bank card, that needs to go. Uh, my wedding ring, well, Jesus already said I have to hate my wife, so this is no good to me at all, right? So in that goes. Uh, so yeah, I think that's okay. Right, um, I've, um, I've done that. Hate your family, die with Jesus, renounce your possessions. That's the cost, says Jesus. That gets your attention, doesn't it? <laughs> that is a high cost. I mean, whatever Jesus is saying, he clearly means business this morning. Uh, Jesus has something heavy to say to us. And now, look, of course, I think we realize, let me guess, Jesus is using hyperbole here, right? He's exaggerating to get our attention. Uh, I think we kind of get that Jesus isn't being literal with this one, uh, carry your cross and follow me. Like, I mean, obviously, Jesus doesn't literally expect every single disciple to, you know, get up, carry a cross, and die. It's a, it's a figure of speech, isn't it? He's talking about a way of life, a way of dying to your desires, to what the world offers. I think we kind of get that for this one. Uh, but these other two, you must hate your family. Now, if Jesus' mission really was to make everybody hate their families, then 
I think you'd have to say the rest of Luke's gospel really doesn't make very much sense. Like, you know, loads of examples I could give, but uh, the, the famous parable of the lost son, we'll get to it in a few weeks, is all about a father's extravagant love for his two wayward sons. Uh, and that love of a father is held up by Jesus as a good thing, it's commendable. Uh, and not just that, it's a picture of God's love for sinners. So surely Jesus cannot be saying, you must literally hate your family. It just doesn't make sense. And the same applies for this third command as well. Uh, you must renounce your possessions. When you read the whole of Luke's gospel, you realize he's not just saying, chuck everything in the bin. Uh, so these are not supposed to be taken literally. It's not like three things you can just tick off and say, yep, done that. But also, let's not ignore the weight of what Jesus says. Because these three things, there are cases in Luke's gospel where things like this do kind of happen. Uh, on, this third, on this third one, when Jesus calls his first disciples, we're told that Peter and James and John left everything and followed him. When Jesus called Levi, we're told that Levi left everything and followed him. And on this, on this family point, I was quite struck this week actually, reading through Luke's gospel, just how often Jesus plays down the importance of family. Talks about families being divided by him. Talks about families being left behind. So I think, surely what Jesus is saying in this passage is, if you become a follower of Jesus, these things, they cannot be off limits. Your closest family relationships, your life, your possessions. If you're going to follow Jesus, then these things, these things that are most precious to us, the things that occupy our lives and our dreams, they can no longer be number one. And you might have to lose them. The cost is really high. Uh, and Jesus tells his followers to reflect on that cost. Um, we've not got time to go in detail on those two illustrations he gives in verses 28 to 32. Um, but I think there's two illustrations, they both make the same basic point. Before you do something, make sure that first you sit down and consider the cost. Uh, that phrase comes up in both illustrations Jesus gives. So verse 28, so we've got a person who wants to build a tower, uh, and before they dig the foundations and start laying bricks, Jesus says they will sit down and estimate the cost. Uh, and then verse 31, we've got a king who wants to go to war, but before he goes off to war, he sits down and considers whether he can win the battle. So Jesus is saying, if you want to be his disciple, first sit down and consider the cost. Don't just try and you know, fudge it and wait until being a disciple gets hard. Think about it now. And think about it carefully. Sit down with a cup of coffee and reflect. Meditate. Look at the cost Jesus lays out and consider it carefully. Am I on board with none of these being off limits? So this morning, while we're sat down together as a church, let's consider the cost of following Jesus. He gives us these three things to think about, so we'll just take each one in turn briefly. Uh, on your service sheet, you'll see I've summarized them. We've got hate your family, die with Jesus, renounce your possessions. Jesus says none of them can be off limits. Uh, so first, you have to be willing to hate your family. Again, not actually hate, that's just a catchy title, but, but are you willing to let your closest relationships become strained if obedience to Jesus is on the line? 
I don't know, one example, imagine your, your brother or sister or maybe your child comes up to you, maybe tomorrow, maybe in 10 years, and says, mom, dad, brother, whoever, those things your church teaches about, relationship, sex, hell, I really hate those views and I can't stand that you believe them, it really upsets me. In that moment, you'll feel a pull, won't you? Do I hold the line on the Bible's teaching, even if it brings friction to that relationship? Or do I compromise and loosen my beliefs for the sake of that relationship? I mean, surely, Jesus, come on, surely my relationship with my child is off limits, right? Jesus says no. And again, he would say, consider the costs now. Don't just put off thinking about it and hope it never happens. That's one example. I'm sure you can think of more that apply in your own life. Uh, And obviously, this isn't a call to become obnoxious zealots. You know, we're called as Christians to graciously honor and love our family members. The Bible has lots of things to say about how we can do that well. But Jesus says here, if, if you do have to choose between your family and Jesus, then there is only one option for a Christian. Those relationships, they cannot be off limits. Jesus says, hate your family. Second, disciples must die with Jesus. Jesus commands his followers to carry our crosses and follow him. Uh, We all have things that we want out of life in this world, don't we? Uh, And it might be that being a Christian means that you have to give those up. You you might never be able to get as far in your career as you'd hoped because a promotion would stop you being involved in church. You might never get to, I don't know, visit the Great Barrier Reef or get your dream gym body or nail your golf swing because you're focusing on serving the Lord. Now, obviously, you know, there's no hard and fast rules. This looks different for everyone. But you see, Jesus says that our life now must be characterized by dying, not by just trying to drink in everything that the world has to offer. Carrying your cross and following Jesus might mean that the world rejects you outright. Losing your job, losing your friends, publicly taking heat for your faith. In some countries, even today, it might well literally mean that you die. That's what Jesus says. Our lives and our dreams, they cannot be off limits. Hate your family, die with Jesus. Uh, and then renounce your possessions. If it's okay, I'm just going to skip over this one. Uh, We'll get a chance to think more about it in Luke 16 in a few weeks. Uh, But Jesus' message is the same here as well, right? Your possessions, your money, they all need to be on the table if you're a follower of Jesus. They can't be off limits to him. Hate your family, die with Jesus, renounce your possessions. They can't be off limits. That is a high cost. So Jesus says, sit down and consider it. Sit down and consider the cost. Um, Now, we don't have much time for the next bit, verses 34 and 35. Don't be worse than dung. Um, But just in case you're wondering, I think that those verses are supposed to prompt us to make a decision. Um, So Jesus gives us this picture of a good thing, salt, that's lost its saltiness and become worthless. Uh, And then it's not not suitable even for the dung heap, he says. Uh, And Jesus says, do you want that to be you? Because if you refuse to carry the cost, then then you're like salt that's lost its saltiness. You'll get thrown out. I think that's what's happening there. Jesus says, make a decision. 
Or in other words, now that you know the cost of being a disciple, will you stick with Jesus? Because yes, of course, being a Christian is wonderful, right? We saw that last week. Uh, Following Jesus is like being invited to a great banquet. At the end of time, there's gonna be a glorious, all-satisfying, extravagant banquet for us to enjoy. Uh, And of course, following Jesus is wonderful now in so many other ways, isn't it? But today, Jesus says, there is also a high cost now. So will you stick with Jesus? Now, I don't know, maybe you hear this and you think, oh man, this is, this is so intense. I mean, surely it's unreasonable that Jesus demands so much from us. I mean, family, my life. I, Jesus, I'm sorry, I think the cost is just too high. I mean, you know, I feel that sometimes. I think all Christians feel that sometimes. But you do know, this life of self-denial, of carrying a cross that we're called to lead, We are just following in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus. Because he, he had all the riches of heaven at his disposal, and yet he came down to earth. He lived a humble life, and he died a cursed death so that you can have life. So there is one thing you can be certain of. You will never have to give as much up for Jesus as he gave up for you. Remember just how much the cross cost Jesus and then follow him in that way of life. Uh, Now look, we're not perfect. We never will be, right? The apostle Peter famously denies Jesus three times. Uh, We're not Christians by our ability to just give stuff up. It's all the finished work of Jesus on the cross, right? Uh, And there's always more and more grace for us when we fail. But Jesus says, if you're truly following him, then there will be a cost in your life that you can see today. And here, Jesus commands us to sit down and consider it, make a decision about how we'll respond. So, if you're a Christian following Jesus, let me ask you, uh, do these three criteria describe your life in some way? Because Jesus says they should. They're for all his followers. And if you don't recognize any of these quite broad categories in your life, then I think it should probably make you feel a bit uncomfortable. Uh, And you should ask yourself, am I holding Jesus at arm's length? Am I keeping some things off limits to him? If so, he says, you cannot be my disciple. Don't be salt that's lost its saltiness. You'll get thrown out. Jesus says to you, resolve today to carry the cost. It's hard, but it is worth it. Uh, And perhaps we should all take this passage as a prompt for us each to sit down and consider. So uh, perhaps this week, uh, in a quiet moment, you could sit down, either on your own or maybe with your spouse or a good friend, uh, and make a list. Make a list of those uh, relationships, ambitions, dreams, your possessions, all those things that, if you're honest, would be the hardest for you to give up if it came to it. You know, whether that's your free time, your plans for retirement, your house that you've just renovated, your job title that you worked ages for, the approval of your non-Christian parents. Make a list and then for each of those things, just try and foresee, how might Jesus call me to give this up? Or, you know, at least loosen my hold on it a bit in the future. 
Maybe as you think, he's already been calling you and you've just been putting it off. Whether that's in, you know, big life decisions, in what you commit to at church, how you use your money. I, I did this exercise the other night. I find it quite revealing. It certainly gives you stuff to pray about, doesn't it? You know, you could pray, dear Lord, please help me to see you as more valuable than my bank balance, my career plans, whatever. Jesus says, that is the cost. So what will you do? Will you follow Jesus in his walk to Jerusalem? At the end of the road, there's an empty tomb and a great banquet. But before we get there, we need to carry our crosses with Jesus and give up everything. Let me pray. Lord God, the cost of following Jesus is high. Jesus couldn't have made it clearer, and yet it is so easy to try and avoid the cost. Lord, when we think we can keep Jesus at a distance, keep some areas of life off limits, please, by your Holy Spirit, convince us of the danger of trying to keep Jesus at arm's length. And help us to love and follow him more deeply, more fully each day. Help us each to sit down and consider the cost. We pray in the name of the risen Lord Jesus. Amen.